March 28th, 2022. You're listening to Old Blast with Don and Kevin. I'm Kevin. And I'm Don. And I am. We are back. Here we are. Ides of March. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Had kind of a busy weekend this weekend, although nothing really exciting happened. Yeah. I went and saw that uh, Sandra Bullock movie with um, Channing Tatum and uh, Brad. Oh, Pitt. the dog! Oh no, the it's like the Lost City or something, something like that. Yeah, whatever. It was funny. It was all right. I mean, a lot of rom coms are terrible. This wasn't too bad, actually. It was kind of funny at parts. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Just did, uh, just, did some, just did some other stuff. That's all I got to say about that. Just did some other stuffs, stuffs <laughs> around. I don't know. I get pretty freaking bored though. Sunday I was just like, like I really wanted to go do something, you know. But there's nothing yeah. to do. I mean, it's right. it's the worst. I got like nobody's doing anything, and I can't formulate shit to do. You know, it's like I don't know. So I just if you try to get people to, you try to get people together. All they do is ask questions. Well, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What time are you going to be there? How long are you going to stay? Who else is going? It's like well, just just sh- show up. It's like like let's say like what am I going to let's say I go to a bar or something. I invite somebody to go. Right? Like who's going to go? Like C's got kids. Joe ha- hangs out in his basement. Oz has kids. Dan has kids. It's getting, you know, it's getting a little long in the tooth of these kids, by the way. I mean, come on. You had your kids late and, you know, your kid's almost an adult. Some right. of these people, their kids, uh, what the hell? <laughs> Did they have kids after you? I don't understand. Like, you know. No, they're, they're, they're all the same age. I guess so. It's kind of weird. Well, not Cease. Well, not Cease. Cease had a young kid, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not Cease. But some of these Packard, people, Well, Packer had kids after me. Dan's kids are like around. They're older than mine. Barely. Barely. Gary's should be. Gary's all. All Gary's kids he's should got, be like graduated from college by now. I mean, he's right, been married all, forever. They're you all know. in college and stuff. I mean, they ought to be. Shit. Yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure they all are. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so it's hard to, it's hard to get this group of people together. Anybody so, from it? Yeah. One thing that. Uh, we were talking about is um, when I went out with uh, Joe, Dan, and Cease. Um, Dan was like, "Yeah, you're going to have to put together the get together for the, you know, to get everybody together." He's saying that to me uh, because nobody else is going to do it. I ain't going to do this <laughs> shit no more. And I was like, "I don't know. I think all I'm going to do, man, if I do do anything, is I'm just going to like." rent like the party room at like uh Arturo's or something and then right. just have everybody come for like holiday wings like we do. Not that everybody eats wings, you know. They can eat right. whatever the fuck they want, but invite because the last time we did that, I don't think you were there, but no. there was like twenty, twenty five people. It was a yeah. lot. And uh it was shocking. It's not all the original group of people. I mean you have people like Trip and those guys, you know. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'll probably maybe do something like that once a year to just keep everybody together because nobody goes to cinema wasteland anymore. Although speaking right. of which, um, you should go to cinema wasteland. You should just pop in. Like we should, oh, we should, to. yeah, we should like try to hook, like sync up 
because I'm not going to go very long if I go. I'm yeah. probably going to go, though. Um, but I'm not going to stay very, because, I mean, why? You know what I mean? What, am I just going to sit yeah. in the room and drink? You know right. what I mean? Well, music that I don't really like is going to be really loud. Oz um, is going to play the music really loud. The air conditioner is going to be on, and your brother's just going to be sitting there telling weird stories. Or he's going to look himself. really, really tired. And, and mm-hmm. One of those two things, right. Um, but anyway, yeah, if you show up, I'll give you that uh, sabotage record. Right on. But we'll have to sync what times and stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, all right. So, mostly, no, go ahead. So, I was going to say, I'm most likely going on Saturday, so I don't think I'll be there. Yeah, Friday. Brian, my brother, he got a room, but he said he only got it for one day. I'm assuming yeah. it's Saturday to Sunday, but he's like, I've got to drive. So, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what. I- I'll ask him. You know, I doubt he has it from Friday to Saturday, but. You know, you never know what your brother. Right, it's random. You might have it Thursday to Friday for all we know. I mean, Law isn't on Facebook anymore, so it's impossible to like figure out if he's going and if he's got a room. You know what I mean? He just kind of like dropped off the face of the earth, unless you want to get a tattoo done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I wanted to touch on a few topics today. Sure. Off since we've been talking so much about television and movies, I want to get back to some. More serious. Serious. Sort of serious. Somewhat serious. First thing, kind of less serious, but something I was thinking about the other day is, (laughs) like, I'm walking, I walk up, you know, I I walk about three miles a day, and uh, I walk past this sign that says, um, uh, deaf, deaf, it says, um, deaf children at play. Well, it, you, you know what, they used to say that, and now it says something like, um, uh, I don't know. It's not deaf, it's not deaf child zone, but they're not trying to say like the kids playing right now. They're saying right. something like the a deaf kid lives here, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about like who's that sign for? Cuz it's like like what are you going to do? You're going to drive down the road, you see a kid in the road, you honk your horn and the kid doesn't listen, you just run the kid over and you're like, "Officer, I don't know. I mean, I honked my horn." Yeah, I honked, he didn't move. I said, "Fuck it, I ran him over." You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. What difference does it make if the kid's deaf? Or, is that because you're going to yell at him? Hey, get out of the road. He's not going to listen to you. He's going to be like walking yeah. away. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I don't understand what that sign's for. You're going to be more attentive or something? Like, well, this kid this kid might run out in the middle of the street because he can't hear the car or something. Like, why right. would he run out in the middle of the street? Like, that's ridiculous. You know, a, 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 a kid who can hear might run out into the street. <laughs> right. You know? Right. right. And I'm going to do the exact same thing. You know, I'll stop. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. I mean, kids are just as distracted. I think they got headphones. They're listening. To, they're looking at their phone. You know, their phones or whatever. They get ear earphones. Whatever you want to call. Them. Yeah. It, it's you know. I mean, they're not gonna hear the car. I just don't understand. It's, that sign is a weird sign to me, man. I I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Well, just the, the deer. Even the deer sign is kind of strange too. Because what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? Yeah. It, it shows that leaping deer. Am I gonna drive slower? Nah. Probably not, right? right? I'm just gonna drive. I mean, you know, and if a deer jumps out, I'll press the brake, and hopefully, I don't fuck up my car. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to. I don't understand, man. I just don't get it. It's it's like those baby on board signs. It's like it's it's just I don't know. It's just pointless. It's like okay, so the baby on board sign that was a big thing for like a. Remember minute. when that was? Remember when that first started? Yeah. And like everybody was getting them, and they're like, "Hey, be careful! There's a baby on board!" And people are just like. It doesn't matter if I run out of control. If my brakes stop working, 
Right. It's not like the car is going to be like, well, hold on a I'm second. There's more, a baby on board. I'm going to be more careful driving around with, with the, yeah. the baby or something. Yeah. I know half those people did have babies in there. They just had the sign because they didn't want people hitting. Yeah, because 90% of the time the baby's at home. <laughs> they weren't driving, but they didn't want to take the sign down. And then, uh, then they made all those funny signs about all the different people that were on board. But then it got old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right. It's just, it's just dumb. But yeah. The deaf child at play or, or they'd be like blind child at play. It's like, okay, well, the kid runs in the street. I'm, like I said, it's, I'm doing the same thing I would have done if it was a, a kid who could see or right. a kid who could hear or whatever. I mean, exactly. What is it telling you? I don't. Slow down, slow, go a little bit slower because maybe the kid, like I've been walking up and down this road now for like 10 years. I've never seen a kid, let alone <laughs> the deaf kid. I, you know what I mean? Kid. The kids, kids aren't playing outside. They're very rarely outside. So, it, you know, it's whatever. And they're not in the street. We used to play in the street sometimes. That used to be a thing. Not yeah. These days, I never see kids playing in the street, maybe in the ghetto or something or, you know. Not the ghetto, but like the, the inner ghetto. city. They play like basketball and stuff in the street. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, York Road, York Road, man. Like yeah, that's a no. busy ass road. Like if that kid runs out in the street, he's done. He's done. I don't know. Right. It's just hearing's gonna be the last thing he's worried about. Right. Not gonna be good for him. <laughs> so you know, there's been a lot of uh, rhetoric about um, you know the Russians. You know, had said that they were gonna put their nuclear weapons on alert status and uh our president saying things like you know putin's a war criminal and um you know he he needs to be removed from power and all this sort of stuff because biden he can't he can't be checked much better than trump was um and uh you know you sit around and you wonder to yourself you know man if this thing if this thing did escalate it won't it won't because russia like Putin, Putin, if you watch TV and you watch Putin, he doesn't sit near anybody because he's afraid of COVID or something else. And and he just doesn't want to catch anything and he doesn't want to be assassinated. So that guy's <laughs> afraid to die. So he doesn't want to like trigger nuclear war because his ass will be, you know, he'll be a barbecued in no time so that it won't happen. But if it did happen, I was thinking like, you know, when we were growing up, we had movies like the day after and uh, a lot of like um, news things that would talk about if we went to war with the Soviet union and, and how it would happen and nuclear nuclear missiles back then with the nuclear triad was a, was an all or nothing kind of deal in the sense of, you know, if we were to use them, we would probably level all their cities and they would level all of ours. That's how we looked at it. Right. So like if you live near a major city or a military base, it was very likely that, you know, your city would be um, erased off the map basically yeah. by a, a nuclear strike. And, uh, you know, as would all of, all of Russia and most of Europe. Um, but, you know, in years later now, weapons have become much more um, precision-guided. And I think the thought process on the use of nuclear weapons uh, outside of the hands of a madman, let's say, like, you know, maybe North Korea or something, is that uh, I think if nuclear weapons were ever brought to bear, they would probably be used on military targets. 
So, you know, the United States, which I always like to talk about, has like 11 aircraft carriers driving around the ocean. And uh, those things are basically like, you know, um, just military bases, essentially. It's not just an aircraft carrier. It's all the other ships that go with it, the missile frigates and the... um, destroyers and the submarines underwater and i mean it's you know it, they tend to be a um a group and a package yeah a whole package and you know they uh, operate you know as a as uh you know a force that's very difficult to take down I, I know china and russia have talked about having these hypersonic missiles and things that they can shoot and hit these targets but we don't really know how effective any of that crap would be nor do they in a in a against all you know our defensive capability on these things we don't talk too much about everything that our ships can do in order to defend themselves you know if i think that if we had weaknesses against things like that we would probably build countermeasures that would probably be effective but anyway you can't really countermeasure a nuclear bomb i mean you know a missile coming out of the sky at five thousand miles an hour that's just going to like ignite into a massive fireball is going to just like destroy uh that that whole pack and so that kind of attack i could see i could see hitting certainly you could see a nuclear blast hit leadership targets like washington dc um but i don't think that leadership in general uh, wants to be a mass murderer. I don't think anybody wants to go down as a mass killer. Just like, hey, I could nuke New York City and kill, you know, tens of millions right. of people. But what for? You know what I mean? Just to kill people? That's what you're kind of talking about. Like, w- you know, and we would probably be in the same boat. Like, would we really want to nuke, you know, like uh, um, Volgograd or something in Russia? No, I mean, what for? St. Petersburg? No. I mean, not really. Not unless it was like our only way to do it. The other thing is that nuclear weapons are, do they tend to be, they're they're not really necessary anymore. We kind of keep them because they're scary. But realistically, you know, in World War II, which is what, you know, they originally were, we designed it for, right? You couldn't get at Hitler or, you know, or at the emperor of Japan if you wanted to kill him or or the the leadership. You just couldn't get to him. You know, bombs were terribly inaccurate. You could fly a plane over and drop a bomb and and they weren't super powerful. So, you know, if you were in a good concrete bunker like Hitler was, you, you can't kill the guy. So you'd have to basically fight your way up to the guy's door, you know, and kick it in. And, and get the guy. And if you, you know, if you wanted to, to kill leadership and you, so wherever there was leadership, you had to basically go through a, you know, a prolonged process of fighting your way over to the guy in order to, or in order to, you know, kill them or get them or, you know, whatever. And even if you look at like what's going on in the Ukraine right now, like Putin would like to get rid of the leaders of Ukraine. You know, he supposedly has a bigger military than the Ukraine does. Man, he's not able to do it, you know, but, uh, <clears throat> you, you, uh, today, you know, in, for many countries like the United States, it's, it would be fairly 
it would be fairly easy to eliminate a, a, a leader if you wanted to. Like, you can go into hiding like Saddam Hussein or uh, bin Laden, and, you know, we eventually find you and root you out, you know. But mm. if you're like a leader of like a big country like Russia or something, you're going to be like probably pretty easy to figure out where you are. You know what I mean? Like you might be in a in a really good bunker, but how long are you really going to be down there for? Like, you know, right. it and and so you don't really need to drop a nuke in order to 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 get that guy out of there. That we have so many smart precision weapons that can go in as well as, you know, highly skilled and trained troops that can go in and take targets out like they did with bin Laden and, or they found, uh, Saddam Hussein, uh, that it's just not necessary anymore. We, we don't have that kind of, um, barrier that exists that we have to, you know, resort to something like that to get a war to stop. So it's, you know, they're, they're mostly just there is, uh, um, well, for lesser countries like say, um, uh, like a North Korea, they're there as a sort of a threat to other countries. Like, Hey, you know, you better not mess with us or we'll drop nukes on you. But I mean, I feel like it's only a matter of time before missile defense works well enough and it can be operated from our ships at sea that we'll be able to like basically, you know, stop any kind of missile attack that would be started, you know? And, and and I think that that doesn't necessarily preclude all nuclear possibility. You could put a nuclear bomb on the flatbed of a truck, drive right. it over into a city, and kaboom. kaboom. Uh, but I think that the the overall threat of nuclear weapons is is going to diminish over time as precision uh, weapons get better. These drones and things that they have now, and the way they're able to just target things on the battlefield and destroy them almost like a video game is, is again, very precise precision weapon type stuff. And it's only going to get better. And I, I don't think we're too far away before we start seeing like, um, uh, robots on the battlefield. Like we have them in the air now, really, right. There's a human being making some decisions like destroy this target or destroy that target. But the rest of it is all computer control. You know, it's all fly by wire and the things are just blowing things up. And so it's only a matter of time before, uh, you know, based on like these um, Boston dynamic robots that we see and all this sort of stuff, that we're not too far away from having like that kind of Terminator type of robot going into a battlefield and fighting if we wanted to do that. Although I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you necessarily need to have uh, a humanoid robot. You know what I mean? I think like you can yeah. have like a, this thing is from RoboCop. Yeah, or or tanks, you know, that are s smart tanks or things like that that yeah. you know can assess targets and take them out without people losing their lives um, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I I just think that um, I don't think nuclear war is imminent, but if it if it were to happen, it seems unlikely uh, that it would become a world-ending. Uh, type of thing. I think it would be limited in nature. If it ever did escalate to something that um, was a worldwide thing, it's it's hard to say. I used to think, well, the radiation and the fallout would destroy everything on the Earth. But in truth, um, 
the radiation from a nuclear blast is diminished. Almost all that radiation gets used up in, in the blast. Uh, that's why you can walk around Hiroshima and Nagasaki today and, you know, there's, you're not going to get skin or you're not going to get cancer or whatever, thyroid right. cancer or anything, because there's no radiation there. Whereas nuclear power plants like Fukushima and Chernobyl, they didn't burn their radiation up. Their radiation, you know, their radioactive particles got vented into the atmosphere and landed on the ground. And that's a whole different thing. So like, you know, a nuclear blast that blows a city up, that's, you know, going to create a huge fire and it's going to make a giant, you know, cloud of dirt and debris. And maybe for a little while, like two weeks, it might not be safe to go outside. But um, I think most of that would diminish. Some people talk about nuclear winter and all those nuclear blasts would make the earth like, you know, frozen and cold and stuff. Maybe, maybe. Uh, it's a question of is how long would that stuff really stay up in the air? And, you know, I don't think it would stay up there that long. I mean, most of those particles are pretty heavy. I think the air would diminish it uh, fairly quickly and, and it would rain down on the ground. Listen, life as we know, it would be fucked up and, and it would be like, you know, the end of everything we know in terms of modern civilization. But I, I don't think it would be the end of humanity. Uh, like I used to think. Uh, I, but it would definitely be hard. Life expectancies would certainly shrink, um, and it would just be a it would be a different world. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to live in it. But uh, yeah, so nah. uh, yeah, luckily, say? luckily we were prepared for it by listening to lots of heavy metal music in the eighties. Yes, because that's all they talked about. And movies, right? All those eighties yeah. B movies, people living in the wastelands yeah. and shit. People are like, how come this doesn't freak you out? It's like I listen to Megadeth. <laughs> I'm good. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then uh, w one other thing I wanted to just touch on is, y you know, long, long time ago, I, you know, back in the, the early days of running a forum or whatever, I met a, a nice guy as a kid. He was younger than me. Um, he invited me over to dinner to meet his dad because his dad had this idea of coming up with a search system based on a kind of... Um, uh, algorithm that he, he sort of developed and he wanted to talk to me about it and then see if I'd be interested in programming it for him. Um, unfortunately for him, it, it turned out to be something that somebody had already invented. Uh, um, it just wasn't in the, in the sector that he was in. Um, uh, it's called terminal digit in the regular world. But anyway, um, when we were talking to the, me and this kid, uh, he met, he, he asked me, he's like, you know, what do you think about, you know, trying to, um, uh, as a, as a world society do better on, on, um, uh, you know, uh, working, a, 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 for world hunger, right. Um, feeding starving kids, because as you recall, and maybe other people do that listen to this, when we were growing up, there would always <laughs> be some like African kid on TV with flies on his face with a Still big, do. big belly hanging out. Right. Yeah. Uh, starving. Uh, you know, kids bony and, and, and everything. And they're like, you know, oh, you just for the price of a cup of coffee, you could help this kid have a sandwich. Right. And, uh, please call us right now at this number and help us do this kind of thing. And, you know, I, I used to sit around and think about it. I'm like, wow, all these starving people you used to hear about this, you know, there's starving kids in Africa, eat your vegetables, right. you know, but really like, as I've gotten older and more skeptical about things. <laughs> like, 
starving is a kind of not the right word because how long can you starve a week and then you're dead right two weeks maybe you're dead like you're dead you can't live without food like you can drink water for you know i think maximum is two weeks or something like that without food but without Mm -hmm. calories you're done Your, your heart stops you're you're dead so how long if you had like a city full of people with no food, how long are they going to make it? You know what I mean? Like, like they're not, they're going to be dead. So what, so we're not really talking about, except for like in North Korea, which is just a fucked up dictatorship that doesn't actually feed all their people when they're, you know, out of food, the rest of the world in general, the people that are alive tend to have food. Uh, the, the problem is, is that it's the quality of food it, that is at, is the problem, right? People are eating garbage. They're eating, you know, leftovers they're, or they're eating one kind of food in, in order to, and they're malnourished. And it's really about nourishment uh, worldwide than it is anything else. Like, for instance, before all this North Korea missile fire and bullshit, I think it was like in the early Obama phase, um, we were actually going to send North Korea um, biscuits. And it, they're kind of like cookies, really, but they call them biscuits. And they were just like sort of a plain uh, um, thing that was just full of nutrition. And it was stamped with like from the United States on it. You know, because we wanted to like be like, you know, we don't want you to try and trick your people that, you know, we're giving you, you know, something that you made. Although I'm sure the North Koreans would just crumble that shit up and, and, you know, so nobody would know. Um, But we were going to give them that in order to help them feed their people with the right kind of nutrition and not just eat rice all the time or fish or whatever there is that they're eating over there. Roots and tree bark and shit. Of course, I don't think that ever got off the ground. Although it's hard to say because I don't think... I don't think sanctions that we put on countries like them, like Iran and all that kind of stuff, I don't think that includes food aid. I, I can't imagine, although maybe with North Korea, because North Korea has a tendency to take the food aid and just give it to the military and mm-hmm. make their military you know, better and not actually distribute it to their, their population. At least that's what we hear here. But the thing is, is that, you know, um, these world food programs that are out there are feeding all of these people, you know, as long as their governments are effective. Don't get me wrong. There are historic scenarios like in Ethiopia where there have been horrible droughts and people starve and some people starve to death. And there's war and people get, you know, they get cut off from food aid. And they're trapped in, you know, inhospitable conditions and they starve to death. I I realize there is such a thing as starvation and it does happen. But how long have they been running these commercials of these starving kids in Africa, Dan? I mean, like the last 30 years or something? Here's what I want to know. If if everybody's over there starving and it's all hot and there's no water and it's just, you're just, it's just the worst. Right. Who's having sex? Right. Right. Who's having new kids, right? Now, how can yeah, you like, have a kid? How do you feed that kid a pregnant woman for nine months? You know, they just eat for two. Get out yeah. of here. Get out of here. All right. 
doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Right. They need a sign outside their village that says starving children at play. So it's more of a it's it's more of a government failure kind of thing with the, their governments and and their ability to distribute food aid, and or they don't want to be you know I think like Paul Pot when he was in control of um, uh, Cambodia, uh, I think it was after Vietnam, um, he wanted to like be a a true communist socialist type of thing and make it so like his country could sustain itself and he didn't want any outside aid or help and ended up killing millions of people due to starvation and <laughs> other such things because you know he just didn't he, did, he didn't want to open up to the outside world and you kind of have to today i mean it's the only way you know yeah. there's only so many countries that it can actually produce enough food to feed these massive populations that are everywhere i mean as much as we argue with china over things i mean china cannot feed itself it does not have the ability to create enough food to sustain itself at all. I mean, it has a massive population and we, the United States has to send boatloads of soybeans and other things over there constantly in order to, to, to feed their, you know, their voracious appetite. And I'm sure that's the same with places like India. I mean, India, like if you think of India, it's like what you just described, it looks like it's hot and terrible and they have like, they have almost as many people as China does, or, or if they're, they're going to eventually have more. And, um, and their whole situation is crazy, right? Cause it's like their infrastructure is just not designed to manage like that kind of th- that many people. And, um, they're, they're ripe for a catastrophe of, of sorts. You know, they talk about running out of water. Now water is a different thing. There's no shortage of water. Like you hear about people talking about they're running out of water here, et cetera. Yes, but that is because governments just don't want to pay to fix the problem. That's what that's about. Because the earth is three quarters water. You right. can desalinate water. You can pipe water in. You can make canals and everything you you know, regardless of where you are, you know, we can we can get water to you. You, you can truck it in if you want to. It's just water is just about money and your government doesn't want to spend the money to fix the problem. But water is, is a different thing than food. Um, so don't, don't ever buy into the fact that, oh, no, these people are out of water. What are they going to do? Like <clears throat> they're going to kill their fucking elected officials if they don't fix the problem <laughs> is what they're going to do. Yeah. It's stupid that they can't, you know, get the water in over there. I'm not saying those are those are quick problems to fix, but I'll tell you this much: Cleveland probably has enough water to feed the whole world. <laughs> we we get rain and snow and rain mm. and water. It's just, I mean, it's just nuts how much water there is in just our little town, Northeast Ohio. Right. It's just crazy. I, I mean. People need water. Just come here. We got water. We got a lake full of this shit. You, you know, you and and you can't even drain the lake. You can't drain the lake because it's below the water table. So all the water that's underground goes into the lake. So if you tried to take more water out of the lake, the lake will just fill itself back up. It's crazy. Yeah. So you know, there's plenty of water in the world. Food, though, that's that's you know they're talking about running out of fish in the ocean. That's that's a genuine concern. The ocean's pretty big, though. I mean, if you manage to get all the species of one kind of fish, other than whales and shit, to be eliminated, yeah. you did a really good job covering the whole ocean. It's gigantic. 
you know. <laughs> but um, I, I definitely see that overfishing can, can be an issue and, and we have to fix it. Uh, I mean, these sorts of food problems, they, they also just really come down to money. It comes down to having the money and building the right kind of irrigation and farms. And, and um, if you don't have the right arable land, then it's about, you know, being creative and building up. And, you know, and all that kind of thing in, in order to build enough food. Now, I, I also just think, though, that, like, we have enough people on this planet right now. Like, I don't think we really need any more. Like, I'm not saying we have to, like, stop having kids. But, no. like, if you have more, if you're married to somebody and you have more than two kids, you should really, like, not have any more. <laughs> <laughs> like, because like, you're not helping. You're making things worse, I think. Right. Like, there's... There's literally, you know, there's not enough raw resources to go around and, and things are, the earth is getting more and more. I mean, eventually it's all houses. Eventually it's all buildings. There's not going to be nature or anything anymore because we're just building on top of building on top of building and we're digging and digging and digging all these resources out of the earth. And, you know, we will eventually go into space and, and get, materials that we need from asteroids and other planets that's a long ways away i think and you know the thing is is that we, if our population keeps growing like this now the united states actually it's not too big of a problem our, our population actually goes down uh without immigration because the more uh so like i don't want to say successful but the more modern your society is i guess um, the less people have kids, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any kids. Um, Joe didn't have any kids. Mole had one kid. Um, you had one kid. Um, uh, you know, um, George never had any kids as far as I know. Tom right. just had two kids. Um, I don't know how many Gary has two, three, three. Dan has two. So my point being is, is that if you look at it, like, you know, like Amber had one, um, Rom's got two, Rom's got two. So if you take all those numbers and you look at the people involved, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a lower number than the number of couples, right? There's always going to be like the Gallagher's out there that have like 15 kids, right? To help make up some of that difference, but it's not enough in general. We have something like 1.3 kids per couple, uh, you know, it's on, on statistics. So, um, w if we didn't have immigration, the, the population of the United States would shrink and I'm sure COVID and various other illnesses in the last couple of years hasn't helped things. I'm sure the population has, has gone down other than immigration. Right. Um, and that is not just true of the United States. It's true of most modern countries. It's a known thing that if your country becomes prosperous, uh, then the people stop having children oddly enough done when you ask if it's miserable who's having time to have sex you know exactly um, but apparently like the more third world your country is there's nothing to do but have sex you know so yeah. you're just like well we watched the soccer game let's go back to the shack and fuck you know and that's what <laughs> people are doing um and then they end up with like 10 kids or something i don't know but if we can get the rest of the world modernized uh that would be a good thing. One thing that I do think about sometimes is, man, Mexico is fucked up. Like, I know everybody knows that, but like <laughs> you're living right next to the most prosperous country in the world. Canada is living next to the most pro pro prosperous country in the world. 
Canada is almost like the United States in a lot of ways, right? They yeah. don't have as big of a military. They're sort of subservient to us in some ways. But for the most part, you know, they've got a lifestyle that's very close to ours, in some ways better, you know, free medical care, that kind of thing. Although I know it comes out in their taxes and everything. And, um, uh, but they have a nice peaceful society. They don't have as much problems as we do or their crime isn't as bad as ours, et cetera. Um, and so they do all right. Whereas Mexico, like, you know, what is it? 400 years or something we've been doing this? Like, like, can, can, what's going on? <laughs> right. Like, like, why is it so constantly corrupt and bad down there? Like, I don't, I don't know how you fix it, I guess, but I, I, is it just cause it's hot? Maybe it's just cause it's hot and they're just like, right. it's so hot. That we can't get it together down here. Cause I mean, like, look at central America. That's a fucking mess. That's on the right. equator and that's hot. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like maybe it's something to do with the closer to the equator you are, the more terrible it is. And then when you get lower, you get to like Australia and stuff or South Africa. Uh, and then, you know, and some of the other South American countries that are kind of okay, like uh, Chile and maybe Argentina or something. Although Brazil does okay. I mean, they got a lot of crime and issues, but their economy is at least... Um, like, I think it's like the fifth largest in the world or something like that. So, you know, they're, they're kind of turning the, turning things around, but Mexico, man, you would just think Mexico would do better. You know, they're, they're North America. They're not in Central America. They're, they're right on the border. They're, they're next to California for crying out loud and Texas. <laughs> I mean, those two States alone are, you know, prosperous as shit. And, you know, they well, generally have to deal with the same border issues that Canada does. So what's the. Not really. There's not many people like trying to hop fences and going around the gates from Canada to the United States. There's I that, think. but I, I mean, I, I get the immigration issues and stuff, but I don't think so, that's the answer to the problem. The, the answer to the problem is, is like, why can't they build up their infrastructure to have these things, you know, to, to, to have prosper, a prosperous life over there? Like, well, that's, that's the people that are in charge. Yeah. It makes right. it, it makes it easier for them to keep everybody in uh poverty and you know what i mean and, and then and then what do you do when you don't have money what do you do you turn to a life of crime or you you, you know you start selling drugs or you start running you know and now all of a sudden you're a mule or something you know what i mean it's like i think a lot of it i think a lot of it you're right i think a lot of it has to do with like infrastructure too like for instance like if you like we created this nafta thing and so we we have all of these factories and and you know, cars being made over there and all this sort of stuff. And of course their workers aren't getting paid what our workers are, but their cost of living isn't our cost of living, right? By any measure. So they don't necessarily need as much, but still you would think that that would start to allow them to become better educated and um, create businesses of their own. So I'm sure some of them do, but I think part of the problem is, is that the infrastructure doesn't lend itself to, um, uh, creating businesses that can, that can spread out in the country. Well, I mean, first of all, obviously right now they got problems with drug cartels and gangs, right? You, you got to deal with that problem. You can't have people shooting each other in the street and all that kind of shit going on. Like that's, I mean, we've got a little bit of that with our crime. I mean, drugs yeah. are everywhere, but I mean, they've got some serious crazy shit going on. People being hung from fucking bridges and shit. 
Like you gotta, you, that's not going to go if you want to open up your own Colonel Sanders and shit in, <laughs> in a city, you know, people getting killed, murdered and exploited and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So you gotta, right. you gotta stop the corruption. But I guess what I'm saying is, is like, you know, like it, it's kind of a given in the United States. Like, let's say you, you decide you, you come up with the recipe. You're like, Kevin, I figured it out. I know how to make the little Caesars meatball sub. I oh figured God. out the recipe. I got the meatballs, the right cheese and the sauce. We're going to open our own restaurant and we're going to sell, we're going to sell these subs and it's going to be a huge success. And I'd be like, awesome. And then you, you open one and you know, you start selling and you say to yourself, all right, now let's, um, let's put one down in like Columbus, right? Let's, let's open another one in Columbus and you can do that. And basically, you know, you can get some property, build a facility, and everything, get it, get it hooked up and, and ready to go. Where in a place like Mexico, not everywhere, but I'm just saying, like you, you might be like, well, let's put a building over there, and they would be like, yeah, we don't have power on this street. <laughs> you know, we don't yeah. have a sewer system here for that. Like, right. we don't have a gas line to, 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 for your ovens. Like that doesn't, that's not here. You know, so then you're just like, well, fuck. Like, how am I gonna build this shit? You know. And so right. you end up with a kind of a, a, um, a, a bad system or a system that can't support the kind of expansion that you would need to give people all those jobs and things. And I think a lot of times these governments, you know, because they want votes and things, they end up trying to do social programs. So, you know, they, they do things to, to put money into the community and stuff, but they don't really fix the infrastructure things, which tend to be more expensive and don't show immediate results. But the social program things, while, you know, beneficial at the time, they don't create growth. So the money gets spent, you, you get a little bit of something and then it's gone, right? You know, there's no more, there's no more revenue coming in from that. It was like a one time deal where mm. if you have growth, you build businesses businesses then you know taxes and people have jobs and money they build schools and hospitals and all these other things and you you get you get a hey i played sim city i know how this all works oh and, yeah and you you grow your you grow your civilization and i think a lot of that has to do with a lot of these countries in the south now, i i realize that things get better in some places like mexico city's huge you know it's it's one of the largest cities in the world and i know they have a lot of infrastructure there but then they also have things that are just kind of like you know, corrupt and, and, and not very well organized. And I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Like, how do you fix that kind of a thing? I mean, you just have to have really great leadership, but I just, I mean, it's been this way for so long. Right. How do you fix it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the people got to get tired of this shit eventually and, and want to make change. I don't know. You, you would think you would think, that's a, but that's just, that's what I'm saying. It, it all comes down to the leadership they're choosing. It's almost as if they're choosing to do it, and they're saying, "Okay, this is the way it is. Deal with it." And people want to change it, or they don't want to live like that, or they don't want to be like that, you know. But they get beat down so much, and they get just so used to it that they're just like, "All right, I guess this is just the way it is." Yeah, you know? but it's like, why aren't we that way? Like maybe we're gonna be that way. Like well, I, because I, we have we have freedom of speech. Yeah, we have we have a, the the amendment. You know, what I mean the the constitution. I think a lot of people have that stuff. I mean, Europe works out okay. I mean, all those different countries for the most part are all fairly prosperous at this point, even after like world wars. I, I think you can turn it around. I mean, let's 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 look at it seriously. Like Hitler, you know, was in power in Germany. 
the, the whole country was basically destroyed, right? Every factory right. was bombed and blown up. Uh, right. pe- millions and millions and millions of people died. You know, same with Russia. Most of Russia was destroyed. And, you know, 25 million people were killed or, or injured. Um, right. a, a big chunk of their population was wiped out. And both countries managed to get back on their feet. I think Germany is now like the most successful economy in Europe. And Russia, of course, you know, after the World War II became the Soviet Union. And even though they were a communist socialist nation, they still managed to have space program and, and um, you know, build a giant military to challenge the United States and, and everything else. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you can turn it around and you can turn it around fairly quickly if you have the right leadership. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a brutal leadership like the Soviet Union because Germany did it without having a, a dictator, you know, right. in order to turn it around. Same with Japan. I mean, Japan, we didn't blow up everything in Japan, but in a lot of ways, Japan was kind of almost a feudal system still. I mean, it was still kind of backwards, you know, in their, um, at the end of World War II. And they did go through a bit of a, uh, you know, some economic troubles, but they, you know, used their workforce and, and turned things around and became a, a, a major economy in the world, you know, from uh, hard work and, and um, a good leadership. And it's just, fuck, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand what's going on. I mean, maybe the United States does things to um, these, uh, maybe it's not even just the United States, but maybe other countries do things that um, cause these countries to be uh, where they are in order so we don't have strong neighbors. You know, we want weak neighbors or something. Maybe it's something along those lines, too, that they can't get ahead. I I don't know. I don't know. but that's it. But well, there's there's think of it militarily or whatever, not militarily, but whatever access wise. If you wanted to get into the United States, there's there's one of two ways: by plane or on foot. You know what I mean? Oh, on oh, foot, oh, you're oh, you're either coming you're either coming through Canada or you're coming through Mexico. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's like one of those two spots is going to be evil because that's where you know what I mean because that's where all the all the dirty stuff's going on. Yeah, I you know the the. the I, I feel like the the illegal immigration thing gets demonized. Uh, I, I would listen. We, I think I'm talking about everything: drugs. The, yeah, the no, for sure. And, I, know, I, I think money. that the border. You you do have to tighten up the border, but it's it's you have to fix the whole system. Like we have to have immigration in this country, like we just talked about, because our population would go down. And but there has to be a fair system so that the right people get in, and not everybody that just wants to come in can come in, um, because. Uh, as though that would be great, we, there would be too many people and social s- systems would be too stressed. So right. you have to kind of find, you know, a way to do it that's fair. But if but if the border is wide open, then you can't do it. I don't know if, like, having a giant wall or, or a moat with alligators swimming in it or something is really the answer. Um, no. You know, but I do think that, you know, a lot of it just comes down to policy. I mean, we catch these guys and then... You know, we send them back, uh, and then you know, or some they try again. Yeah, well, right. Or we don't send them back. You know, um, a lot of businesses, you know, don't get fined or look the other way, etc. And 
you know, that, that's, that's a difficult thing. I, I, I respect people that are trying to find a better life for themselves and want to get out of where they are because there's no opportunities and things. I guess what I'm saying is, is in, in, in instead of trying to build a wall or, or, um, let's send all these people back. Like, can't we build more opportunities in Mexico? Can we fix this corruption problem that they have this infrastructure problem and have businesses, restaurants, stores, you know, hospitals, yeah. things there so that those people can prosper and, and work at those places and, and not have the need to come to the United States. And, right. you know, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what prevents that yeah. other than corrupt government officials. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure there's money is of course another thing, but money and power. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's money. I mean, there's pride. There's money. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff because I mean, you can sit there and offer them all the help you they want, and then I mean, look at when we Ronald Reagan thought he was helping, thought he was helping Afghanistan by giving them weapons and stuff, and they turned around and used them on us or something like that, right? I yeah, mean, basically, it's like you can't nowadays. You can't you can't trust anybody nowadays. That's just where the world is. It's like oh, I know everybody's out for themselves. Everybody's opinion is their opinion, and it doesn't matter what you think. So it's like you get, you know what I mean? So if you got a leader in there who goes, well, I think it's best if we just go around and kill all the children. And it, it doesn't matter what you think. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's, you could, you could try to help their infrastructure, but as soon as you leave, they're just going to turn, turn back, you know? Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that like the whole population is like that. It's not, it's not the populace. It's not the people that live there. It's the people that are in control of everything. And like you said, yeah, you, you want to change, you want to put some kind of infrastructure in there and you want to say, Hey, here's how you do it. But all they see is, Oh, here come the, here come the Yankees. You know, well, of course, the, and the I, gringos I think, or whatever yeah, coming in here and trying to and, change us. Right. I don't think we go in and tell them what to do. I, I think we, we could work with a government that is more receptive to us helping them, you know, and if that's, you know, a dollar figure with the goal of having tangible benefit that we can see, you know, great. Um, but I think that it's a double end. It's a double edged sword. Like, you know, if we're spending yeah. our money to keep them out, you know, we could be re re spending money to build their infrastructure instead. So they want to stay in and, uh, and then we might want to go there. You know what I mean? Like we go right. to people go to Canada or something. I mean, you know, pre COVID, like yeah. I mean, people go to Mexico for parties or whatever, you know, or visit when things are peaceful. But you know, if they built up their society to be like, a uh, another Canada I mean, type of neighbor, um, maybe without the curling and right. mooses and the niceness. If you think about it, like you think, like you said, people go to the people go to Mexico for vacations and all that stuff. Yeah. But what's like the one thing like throughout the history of time, like even since we were like little kids, what's the one thing you've always heard about Mexico? Speedy Gonzalez. Well, that's one of them, but don't drink the water. Right. But then right. that goes to the it, infrastructure thing. I mean, that, and that's know. and that's the thing. It's like it's been that way for decades. For you know what I mean? It's like for decades, these people have been like, "Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water." You know, your water's bad. Do something, right? <laughs> you know, right. and they're just like, "No, no, we're cool. We'll just take it from the river." No, exactly. dead cow like in the I, river if, down the. If I if I was president, um, you, you know, you 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 only have so much money to work with, but 
you have to spend money, I think, on infrastructure-related um, uh, projects. Imp- improve the water, improve the electricity grid, improve heat if you need it in certain areas, mountains or whatever, because not everything needs heat. Um, you know, but, but make it so that it's, uh, you know, roads are, um, you know, there and well taken care of and things so that business can come in. And, you know, you need security, too. You need to be able to make it a safe environment for people. Um, but you want to be able to make it so that business can come in and, and, and work, as well as homes can be built and schools and, and hospitals and everything else. Um, because if you don't have that infrastructure, if you don't have the clean water, if you don't have the, the you know, the right the, the things, then uh, ultimately... Uh, yeah, nothing's going to ever get established, or it's going to be so right. slow to, to to get there, and or it's going to be very small things. I mean, I remember reading about you know these roads that just like had like these highways that were recently built there that had like a big like crater like sinkhole happen in them because they were built poorly, that kind of thing, and you know some people died or whatever, and and you're just kind of like you know like that kind of shit. If that kind of shit happened here, I mean people would be executed basically. You know what I mean? Right. Like if it was a shoddily built highway and people died and there was a big hole in it, I mean, it would be like a, it would be unbelievable. Um, how crazy shit would be over some shit like that. It can happen of course, but you know, it wouldn't happen all the time because you know, a lot of heads would roll, but in these other countries, right. this kind of corruption, these things happen and then nothing really gets done about it, you know? And yeah. God, I don't know. I really think that you, you got to overhaul your government and, and get the right people in place to to make um, the right kind of change. Otherwise, you just end up with shit. I don't know. Not to make fun of Mexico. I like Mexico. I just, you know, I wish it was just better. That's all. Yeah, it's not even, it's not like you, it's, it's not about the people or no, the, 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 the heritage or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's been a lot, around a lot longer than most people, other people. But it's it's just it's just the corruptness of like you said. Oh yeah, we could. Here's the guy that everybody likes. Well, two days later, he's assassinated. Right. <laughs> just like ah oh, shit, you know. You, it's, it's just it's like they, it's there's always somebody who's like, no, this isn't the way we want it. We're going to change it. It's I think just it's like, just true of a lot of places around the world. There should be more. There should be more opportunity for people to work, make money, and have good lives. And, sure. uh, some kind, you know, that's why a lot of people have been like leaving Syria and things cause it's a war torn and going into Europe. And, um, and now of course with the war in Ukraine, you know, they're going to like Poland and trying to get into Germany and things like that, because these places have the kind of lifestyles that these people want to live in. And obviously they, they don't want to be in a war zone. Uh, but I think that, um, uh, if we could make more country, well, for certainly we don't want war, but if we could make more countries, better places to live. Uh, then um, a lot of the illegal illegal immigration would would stop, and we would have uh, a lot less problems. Uh, xenophobia that we have now. So I don't know. I I think a lot of this Mexicans coming over the border stuff that kind of started in the '90s more than anything. Like when we were kids, I can't remember it being really talked about too much. It was kind of like. Mexico is Mexico, Crazy. the United States is the United States. Do you remember it, really? People yeah, remember? that was like the big thing, like truckloads of people. And I know we had coyotes hiding. and things like that, yeah, but... Yeah. You'd always hear about people from like Cuba and rafts. And, well, you know. that's 
Yeah, Castro, he sent all he opened up all his jails and sent all the prisoners to the United States on boats. That's a different thing. Um, but I never really thought of uh, Mexico being I mean, I went to Mexico a couple of times. I mean, it was a, you know, vacation kind of thing. I yeah. with the family and stuff. It wasn't uh um it wasn't like it is now, I guess. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway. A couple of white boys talking about some shit we're not even near. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do we know? Yeah. We don't know nothing. Uh, I don't. I've never been. No. A couple of kids. Couldn't the kids play These the kids. drum? They could. Limited edition hippopotamus. Um, three knives, three hundred dollars. I don't know how that. I don't know what that breaks down to. Uh, it's great stuff. Um, Corber was actually reached out to me the other day. I was talking to him on the phone. His wife is sick of him. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, she's like, uh, you gotta get out cause I'm tired of looking at you or something. Not like, <laughs> not like throwing him out, but like, he's got to right. be out of the go house. Yeah. Go do yeah. something else. And so he, I told him, I said, well, when we start doing trivia again, you know, I'll invite him. He probably yeah. won't show up, but you know, but, um, I don't know when that's going to be. Cause Larry is still in Florida. He said he might come up in April. Then he's gonna have to go back down. Might come up for two weeks in April, and then go back down. It's kind of crazy that he has to be down there that long. Uh, I don't know. Oh, his, his dad passed, didn't he? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And Larry, it, it, it's a weird thing because uh, it's like Larry's the executor, but um, his dad put everything in a trust. So I don't quite know how that works in this case. Nah. I know how a traditional um, will and probate and all that sort of stuff works, but when you put all everything inside of a trust. I, I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Right. But Larry's basically handling it. He has a sister too, but I don't think she's down there. I think it's just him. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's going to get. I mean, he might come up here in a Ferrari. You know, mink coat, right. big gold chains and stuff. Be like, hello, Could boys. Come back up broke. I'm retired. You know, let's yeah. go drink. Like, all right, dude. All right, party on. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't have any new TV talk. We'll talk TV next week. I think we'll just wrap this one up. You got anything else? Anything new? You still your job? For yeah, for the time being. I've already told all the dudes that I work with that I won't be there long. So. Right. Yeah. They're already like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah." I go, "This job's dumb." Although today, today it was like half hour before we were leaving. And I was like, what else do we got to do? He goes, we just got to sit here and be bored for half an hour. And I was like, oh, finally. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. You know, I was like, it's about time we got the chance to sit around and do nothing. Right. Sweet. That's cool. So, all right. Well, everybody, thanks. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week with more. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch up. I think there's going to be a new Marvel show soon. So probably talk about that shit by the end of the week. There you go. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening and good night. Peace.